Welcome, my lords, to the holiday special. I'm Danny J. I'm Joel N. And we are Keep On Tolkien. Welcome back to our glorious return. Yeah, man. Glorious. Uh, today, we're coming at you. This isn't the start of our next season. This is our 2021 holiday special. Yeah. This and is our holiday special, our questionnaire special. Our questionnaire special, where we have had imbibed alcohol for the case of you. Yep. And we will be answering questions from you. We will be answering your questions today after <clears throat> a handful of drinks. What have we had? We've so been we've, drinking Modelo, fool. We've been <laughs> drinking Modelo beer because I could not find any uh, malt liquor. I couldn't yeah. find any Colt 45 in the suburbs. I don't know what's going on. But as a West Sider, you you you, you did right. You know, if you Get couldn't the find the malt liquor, definitely go for Modelo. And outside of that, we've also got some leftover vodka from uh, uh, the wedding, my wedding, back in October. So we've been having some drinks. And uh, today, our host of our questions, because Danny and I don't know any of these questions, yeah. our host today is our good friend Trevor. Hey, everybody. Yeah, you remember his ass. <laughs> yeah, from back back in the day. Way back in the day from episode, what did we just say, 43, right? 43 was Trevor's Tribulations, where we answered Trevor's questions. Mm-hmm. And then prior to that, we also had Trevor on for, I think, is our Turin Turumbar episode. Uh, Correct. Yeah. Yeah, this is your four, like fourth episode of being on here, I think. Yeah, something like yeah. that. I'm super excited to present all these questions to you guys, though. Yeah, you've been curating these for us online. We have no idea what we're about to be asked. Nothing. No idea whatsoever. Yeah, we put out the announcement that we're coming back uh, just back in uh, November, right? And yeah. we started asking for your guys' questions for the holiday special, and here we are. we got a good turnout. Oh, yeah. That Discord server is uh, is popping, apparently. <laughs> But uh, we're trying to make this kind of a, uh, a tradition for us at KOT, the Drunken Holiday Special. We didn't do it last year yet. Last year we did... We uh, did a special, it just wasn't drunken. It wasn't drunken. It was a gifts Which of Tolkien, right? Which is unfortunate, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we're trying to continue our, our uh, drunken tradition here. And as is tradition, to get drunk, we will be drinking... What did I say? This is leftover vodka from our this wedding. leftover shit, man. So we're going to start by taking a ceremonious swig in the vodka bottle. Yeah. Of course, it's a Ready? metal cap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bottoms up. Okay. You getting in on this, Trill Dog? Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's get it. There you go. So for those who are curious, uh, we're not big spenders. This is like some pretty cheap mid-shelf. I mean, it's not like the cheapest stuff. It's not a plastic bottle. It's a glass bottle. But Oh, it's glass. It's a pretty smooth vodka, though. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not the greatest... It's not, not the worst I've ever had. It's not, not Kharkov. Kharkov. It's not, I was just going to say, it's not Kharkov. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, double swigs. Double swigs. There we go. This guy's invested. Take it. Somebody take it from me. Ooh, so, we, so we hope that this holiday season finds you well. We know that the last, oh, gosh, year and a half has been pretty rough for most folks. Oh, yeah. It's been tales, we'll be told, I guess. But we hope we can make your holiday season a little brighter. Yeah, yeah. Holiday season can use some brightening sometimes, you know? Yeah, so uh, as we speak, as we're recording this, it is uh, about mid-December uh, for us here in Minnesota, and we just got our first major snowfall just this oh, morning. Yeah. We just, what? you? What I was stuck in the driveway for an hour. Stuck in the driveway, well over a foot of snow here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah. It'll, snow, you could take it or leave it. <laughs> um, yeah. The snow, I yeah, generally I don't mind the snow, but when I go outside and it's like, 
I, I want to just wear my, my Crocs and I got to fucking put boots on because I got to go to the gas station. You sound like cookies. you got to move south, my friend. Maybe we all got to move start moving south. <sighs> yeah, that's problematic sometimes, but, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, yeah, we're kind of born and bred here to this way. Yeah, I don't know if I could. Yeah, I need it. I, I thought that that would give me like a predisposition to like being hardy in the winter, but it feels like every year I'm just less tolerant of it. Every year <laughs> yeah. it comes back and I'm yeah. like, this again. Yeah, that's, this shit again. That's called getting older. Yeah. <laughs> I, think I have right, to Trevor. shovel the sidewalk again. Yeah. Oh. Well, like we like we said mentioned, I, we hope that this finds you all well. We hope you're doing good. Whatever yeah. holidays you are celebrating this Celebrate year. Celebrate them hard, dude. Woo! Yeah. But uh, we're going to be celebrating this year by answering some of your questions. So we're going to throw it over to Trevor, Real also dog. known as Trill Dog. Real Dog. I'll, I'll Remember when you. I gave you that nickname years ago? It, it stuck, well, at least with you it did. Oh, should oh, yeah. we do nicknames like we did that one time? Uh, we did nicknames the last Drunken Holiday special, sure. Yeah. You want a nickname? Yeah. Well, should we pick up the ones we did? So last time I was Felligan and I think... I was Turambar. You were Turambar, yeah. 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 You did guys- you listen to the last... Drunken Holiday Special? Uh, if I had. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. We've been off the air for a while, folks, but we're happy to be back. So, guys, you want to get into these? Yes. Let's, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we've been super excited about it. Me and Danny have been talking about it because uh, we've been trying to avoid looking at all the questions, but yeah. they've been rolling in, so it's like uh, our curiosity has peaked. Yeah, dude. I'm pretty excited for these. We got a lot of questions, so. Hell yeah. All yeah. right, let's... Yeah. Let's dive on in, folks, shall we? All right. So we're going to start with a question from Facebook. Facebook? All right. All right. This question is from Gordon Kennedy. Oh, hey. Hey, we love Gordon. How you doing, man? Gordon's our guy over in Scotland. Hey, he's been a listener for a while. <laughs> yeah, he's been a listener for friggin' ever, dude. Well, he's also got a few questions, but we'll start with the first one. Gordon asks, with the new Lord of the Rings series coming soon, what are your top five hopes for the series? Oh. First one can't be, don't be shot. Oh, like don't exist, so you can't ask it to not exist. Okay, fair enough. What are what are our hopes for your, it? Your top five hopes for it. Top five hopes for the show. Okay, my top five hopes for the show. Um, one, I just hope that it is visually pleasing, because it is has the largest fucking budget, and just being a modern movie or show with such a large budget, it should look good. Yeah. That's yeah. That's that seems to be the standard people go by nowadays is how it looks. So I hope it looks good at the very very least. Secondly, I hope they do whatever this fucking first age years of the trees throwback shit is. I hope they cover it well. As some of you who are listening may know that they that uh, Amazon recently put out a promotion where they it was a promotional picture of a mysterious elf figure who is apparently Galadriel's brother standing on a hill in Who's front one, of... So one of three people. Yeah, one of three potential people, an elf figure standing on the shores of Amon looking at the two trees, mm-hmm. which is clearly the two trees. And that has so many people excited. I really hope they do that justice. That's two. Number three, I'm excited to see the cast they've got. Uh, I don't know much about them. I know a lot of them are, are not big names but uh, I'm very excited to see what they do. Uh, number four, I'm excited to see what they do with the Second Age. I hope they touch on Dunedain history a lot because that's really the rich shit you've got going on in the Second you Age. You stole my main I fucking am so, so you, I'm going to let you, I'll let you go into that more. Okay. Oh, you've got okay. one more, Joel. You five, can finish it. Five. <laughs> um, I hope we get, to, I hope it at least ends with 
one of the major wars, either the Wars of Sauron and the Elves, which was in the Second Age, or the end of the Second Age War, which is the uh, War of the Last Alliance. So I'm going to agree with most of the things. I'm just, I'm probably just I'll just add a few more things because I agree sure. with most of the things. Yes, I think it should look good. I'm excited to see what Tolkien will look at look like in an extended format rather than a film format. That's right. This will be the first time. This will be the first time. Yeah. In, so in, like uh, in Tolkien history. Yeah. So I hope they spend their their time on the right things. We'll put it that way. And yeah, I hope it centers mostly on the Dunedain in the Second Age. And Gilgalad and the Last Alliance and stuff like that. And the, yeah, the War of Elves and Sauron. Yeah, all that shit, man. All that shit, I want it. I'm assuming since the show exists within the Second Age, if they do touch on the Last Alliance, that would have to be like a series finale or oh, something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we couldn't do So it has to be Second Age. That's what they said it was based in, the Second Age, yeah. So they're not going to do the Fall of the North Kingdom? I, that's what I wanted. Is that in the Third Age? That's in the Third so Age. So then they must not cover that. I'm not sure. <laughs> Unless it trails into the third age and they just haven't clarified that yet. Could Maybe. Be. I'm not sure. If it were, yeah, if they just did Dunedain heavy stuff. It seems like early on there was a lot of uh, things going on and a lot of additions and adjustments and things being made. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. So I don't have much more to add than that, yeah. I mean, I kind of agree with all that, too. I'm mm-hmm. excited to see it. I'm hoping that, yeah, definitely visually pleasing will be good. So I yeah. agree with both of you guys on that point. It's got to be. It's like a billion dollars, right? I have no idea, Isn't but, it literally but, but a billion if it dollars? is, if it is, it better be good. Yeah, I think it's literally a billion dollars. Yeah, the budget is four hundred and sixty-five million, dude. Oh my god! Wow, that's absurd. A lot of money just for the first season. Good lord! All right, next question. This one is our only question from Twitter. This one comes from Scott P. Scott asks, "Have you watched the Russian adaptation of The Hobbit or the Finnish adaptation of The Lord of the Rings? If so," Did you make it all the way through? And if you started sober, were you sober by the end? Oh, these are good <laughs> questions. So well, I have never seen either of them, though I wish to really, really bad. And I know Scott. I know who this is. Scott Pearson. What up, dude? Good friend. Good friend of ours. If he knows how I can watch him, he should hit me up. What's the name of their... Uh, Generations Geek. They, their podcast. Uh, him and his daughter, Ella. Scott over at Generations Geek. So I also haven't seen either, which is going to be pretty lame. I'm sorry. I only just recently learned about the Russian adaption of The Hobbit. Yeah. And I did. So I haven't seen it, but I did look up a little bit of it just on the internet and some clips and things. And I'm trying. <laughs> it looks pretty cool. It, like it looks. Uh, it I've looks, seen screenshots from it. It looks yeah. like a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> it, just, it honestly looks like something that we might have done. Yeah. When we were in our heydays of making like videos back in like high late young, high school, young socialist filmmakers yeah. trying to make a uh, a con- yeah yeah I see that yeah for sure. <laughs> oh no, I haven't seen them, but I would really really like to. And as for his follow up questions, yeah, we probably will be drinking just to watch them. Oh yeah, definitely. I don't think that I sounds would, like uh, a fun experience. Oh yeah, that's like uh, probably like Star Wars Christmas special uh, level of like alcohol you'd need. Oh yeah. Sounds like a new life goal to have. We still haven't gotten through that damn Star Wars Christmas special. We've tried three, uh, what, three or four oh times. Oh my God, it's rough. It's so it's rough. So horrible. All right, guys. Next question here. So the rest of the questions, for the most part, I will say so otherwise, all come from Discord. All right. Right on. Discord, Discord. Join the Discord channel. All of your wonderful Tolkien ears in there. Oh, they're so great. Oh, yeah. So this first question comes from Sarah, your sister. Oh, yeah. 
if you had to recast the fellowship with more modern actors, oh shit, who would be best to play each role? And I think there's a lot of roles that you a have to of think roles, of yeah. here. So we may, we maybe may have to take team this one. Maybe yeah, maybe pick your your collective top five or so. So Ooh. I was just thinking of something kind of funny <laughs> the other day. Uh, if I were to recast the Lord of the Rings, all the elves would be played by 18-year-old Finnish actors. Finnish folks. I just I don't know who, but I'd find 18-year-old Finnish actors. Well, their elvish would just sound so genuinely beautiful. Well, and like yeah, then when they spoke English, like they would that's maybe that's what elves sound like, Finnish people. I would assume so because yeah. uh, as some of our listeners may know, elvish is based off of Finnish. Yeah, very similar. I didn't know that. Yes. Yes, wow. he thought it Tolkien found it to that's be a why, very beautiful yeah. language, so that's why he based his uh, his elvish languages multiple of them. Uh, off it's finish. very close to finish. Yeah, uh, Scott, our, who actually just asked this question, this is funny. He was telling us a, a member of his family, I can't remember who it was, was Finnish, but he could read Elvish to her and she could kind of understand it. Wow, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. So he did a similar thing. I had a similar experience. So uh, Tolkien did a similar thing with Dwarvish. Mm-hmm. Dwarvish is supposed to be based off of Semitic languages. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the previous jobs of mine, one of the... Uh, one of the ladies I worked with, she was uh, originally from Jerusalem, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so I, I showed her this and I was like, does this look like something that would be familiar to? She's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That looks that definitely looks familiar. She's like, and I was like, do you think you could read it? She's like, obviously, put on my glasses. <laughs> and she started looking at it. And she's like, um, no, I can't read this. <laughs> she's like, but it definitely looks very familiar. And I was like, OK, yeah. cool. Very cool. Because that's I mean awesome. that's that's what Tolkien did. He based his languages off of real, off of real languages. Stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. So uh, as for casting, I think honestly I would want to include Andy Serkis probably as Gandalf. I want to include Andy Serkis in something <laughs> other than Gollum because Andy Serkis is such a great fucking actor and he had so much to do with all of the Lord of the Rings stuff that I think he would be the perfect addition as like yeah, Gandalf, he's like the, a leader of a the of nucleus a company. of the Lord of the Rings uh powerhouse yeah. of culture. It's insane. Like I just been recently listening to the Andy Serkis uh, audiobooks and they're fucking awesome. Who else we got other than just Gandalf? Maybe some hobbits. Let's try to throw out some hobbits. Who would okay. be some good hobbits? Who would you recast as Frodo? I mean, main main character in the fellowship, right? Pretty important role, just saying. These are harder questions than I thought. Jesus. These are really hard. Oh, you know what? Honestly, these aren't hard questions. We, we just, just got like a little really too drunk. Tr- yeah, just got a little too <laughs> drunk. Oh man, because I'm trying to think of like young actors. I don't know. Sarah knows I watch movies from the fucking 40s. I don't know. I don't know young actors. Honestly, I think that would be okay if you know some like uh, actors from their time. If they from played the 40s? it, sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Peter In- Laurie is Gollum for sure. <laughs> Yeah, one hundred percent. If I've ever cast anybody for anything, oh, you can't go to the Black Gate, Rick. No, Master, you can't. You can't go that way. You cannot go that way. They will yeah. catch you. They will catch you. <laughs> yeah, I'd say it's perfect. That's beautiful. Um, well cast. Well cast. Well. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Let's shoot for at least two more. What if we made Josh Brolin like a dwarf? Josh Brolin is Gimli. Josh Josh Brolin is Gimli. Uh, you could probably. Do I that. think he could be the no the the more noble uh, Gimli that we deserve. Yeah. Rather than the uh, the jokesy scared Gimli. Gimli. Yeah, the one that like yeah sucks sometimes. I mean, 
In my heart, <laughs> I think John Reese davies will always be Gimli to me. Yeah. So it's hard for me to recast because I love Gimli and I love John Reese davies as Gimli. But sure, why not Josh Brolin as, as Gimli? He, he's a rough and tough character. Let's do it. Sure. Who who would you replace with uh, Sean Bean? Ooh, who's Sean good at Bean dying, was? man? Who's good at dying? Oh, why the fuck am I just like blanking on actors right now? Oh my God. Let's keep drinking. Maybe that'll help. What were we talking about? You know what's funny? <laughs> he was asking about recasting Sean Bean's character. Oh, yeah. And so I was trying to think of people who are really good at dying and characters that I have seen in recent shows mm-hmm. and films. And you know who was the first one that came to my mind? Huh. Eddard Stark, which is Sean Bean. Sean Bean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. He, he does his role well. But. He does it so well. He's he, such a. Oh he God, dies I love Sean. Than anybody. Sean Bean is like the definition of a good sport. I feel like I love gonna, that guy. We're gonna kill you this way, Sean. All right, guys. All, all right. right, all right. So, so would it would it be safe to say that you guys like the original casting? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I think they it's got so it right on a lot of things. Yeah, and we may have to fall back on that just because we are struggling. Because just we drank so, so hard. much. Fair enough. We oh, can, that's, a, that's, a, that's just a large casting. It is a large casting. It, it's true. Yeah. Especially for the fellowship. It's nine different people, right? So. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do one, just one more. Okay. All right. Let's yeah, hear yeah. it. Let's Gandalf hear it. is Jeff Bridges. You already oh, read? Jeff Bridges, Gandalf. Yeah. Oh, what if we had Andy Serkis as like uh, Aragorn? Cool. I think he could, I think he could pull that off. He could do a noble cool. character. Yeah, he's a rough and tough. Guy. And then Peter Lorre is Gollum. And then Peter Lorre is Gollum. Yeah, and then Gandalf as it's Jeff Bridges. I say <laughs> every time you say Peter Lorre, <laughs> I immediately think of Hugh Laurie. No, <laughs> that's different what, guy. Yeah, totally. But that's what different I picture. Dude. It's so weird. <laughs> Are you guys ready for the next one? Yes. Yeah, dude. Okay, I'm super excited about this one in particular. This one comes from Ninu from Discord. Oh, sure. Ninu asks, if you could pick two Tolkien characters to participate in Celebrity Deathmatch, <gasps> who would you choose and what would their final move be? Oh, that's a fucking great question. So I want to say, first of all, if there's anyone I wanted to see fight, probably Turin, right? You'd probably want to see Turin fight, right? Oh, yeah. Turin, Turin bar? He's supposed to be yeah. one of the most badass fighters with this Black mm-hmm. sword and his dragon helm. Yeah. What would Turin's final move be? His finisher, you, if you will. What do you think, man? I would say it's just a straight up bifurcation. Probably. Just straight down the helm. Something to <laughs> show off how sharp his goddamn yeah. sword is. And I think that's a good way to do it. Yeah. Top to bottom. He can even like quarter you. Like, oh, like, sure. You yeah. Know, just like, a quick whoosh, whoosh, Just go straight through and then whoosh, yeah, just Yeah, it's almost samurai-like. Yeah. Yeah, dude. What's the name of his sword? Gorthang. Well, it depends on when you catch it in the story, but... I guess Gorthang. you get to choose in this moment. The Iron of Death. I like Gorthang. Me too. Yeah. Okay, so Turin versus what do you got? Ooh, who would be a good fucking uh, who would be? Fuck a, it, dude. I say just Sauron. I was honestly about to say Sauron because I think I'm thinking. Take him. I think he could fucking take him. I'm thinking back to when the Dúnedain leaders in the in the Last Alliance were fighting against Sauron. You had Elendil, you had Gilgalad, and uh, Isildur. Isildur. Or I'm thinking Isildur <laughs> and Gilgalad. Yeah. Uh, fighting him hands on, and yeah, yeah. If that was Turin Turinbar there with his black sword, I say I think Turin might have gone. Sauron. Yeah, I yeah. think that might have gone differently. I yeah. think Turin versus Sauron would be a hell of a fight. Yeah, dude. 
Turin versus Sauron. Okay, Sauron. I mean, Turin fucking kills Glaurung, right? So yeah, and I yeah. think he could. I think he could hold his own against Sauron. And, yeah, and the finisher is just that quartering. Just quartering. That. Oh, what would Sauron's finish? Sauron's finishing would have to be burn his face off with his hand, right? Yeah, and then just smush because, it like a grape, just or like smush it, fry it, and then yeah, smush it like a grape, like it. like palm over his face. Yeah, just yeah, incinerate. That's how yeah, he dude. kills Gilgalad. Gilgalad Ooh. dies because Sauron grabs his face, and Sauron's hand is so hot that it kills him. That's amazing. It literally burns his face off. That's super cool. Isn't that Metal intense? As fuck. Tolkien went through World War One. He's 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 into this <laughs> fucking rough shit. I think Sauron is just a little more badass than I give him credit for being. He's gnarly. Yeah. All right. Next cue. Uh, this one comes from Mark on Mark, Discord. Mark. Yeah. Let's say the Hobbit movie romantic idea was good, and the Hobbit and elf got it on. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. What the hell would a Hobbit and an elf produce? That's a really good question. That's a really good I'll question. tell you what, an abomination, that's what. So we know for a fact that elves and men can sexually reproduce. That's okay. Right, that's, that's viable. True. It's a little more questionable when it comes to dwarves because they're not one of the original children of Ilovata. No, the original basically, children their, are, their yeah. genitalia would be a guess at whatever genitalia are supposed to look like. So the I guess in my eyes, <laughs> the answer is maybe because I don't know. Because dwarves are kind of their own. I mean, they were kind of made in the likeness of mm-hmm. what the children of Ilavata were supposed to be. So maybe Aule got the genitalia right? What do you think? I, I don't know. It's I, hard to say. So I say, okay, let's just say it's possible. Mark, I think it depends oh, on what this? kind of elf. What if we connect this to the mystery of where hobbits came from? Oh, God. We have no idea where oh, hobbits no. came from, right? They had to come from somewhere. Oh, oh, but Who else is short? Who else has elf ears other than elves? Maybe a dwarf and an elf got it on. And that's how hobbits came to be? Yeah, that's yeah. how hobbits you came know, to be. You know, forbidden love, there's always been like this uh, tension between the dwarvish civilization and the elvish civilization. Maybe you got like a Romeo and Juliet situation where like uh, the forbidden love was an attraction and then all of a sudden they created hobbits. Uh, hmm? me. How about it? Huh? Maybe. Maybe, dude. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> That's a little stretch of, of Tolkieneering, maybe. I mean, I think it works well enough. So to add to this question, how do Ents procreate? With the N-wives. We don't, they Holy don't. shit. How? Not with. Not so who the, with, but the, how? The first word that comes to mind is Entings. Entings, yeah. Small Ents. But what is... Well, there haven't been Entings... Treebeard says there haven't been Entings in many, many years or many long years. I assume Entings is a verb for whatever they do for reproducing. But what, what, what is that? Is an Enting a, the child of an Ent? Because it... Yeah. I assume that would be like entlings. I think he meant it as a verb, but there haven't been any entings in a very many oh. long years mm-hmm. because they lost the entwives. I, I assume that was like whatever it means to procreate with ants. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I've misinterpreted that. Long, I always thought it was the baby ants. That could be. That could very yeah. well. Excuse I th- me. I think maybe the real burning question is how long would it take? How long? Oh, they live for like thousands and thousands of years. Do, do they just bone for years on end to make a new end? You're saying, oh, you're saying do they how do trees grow? reproduce, man? So time. I'm gonna go out on a limb, throw in a little bit of real world science, right? So ants are like based off plants, right? So maybe, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sort so of. Maybe, so yeah. may, maybe they maybe maybe their sexual stuff is similar to plants, like maybe Ooh. females of flowers. They pollinate. Maybe they pollinate and something like that. I, I don't know. Um, ants produce. Or the females produce the fruit. Sure, I mean it makes sense. 
I don't know. Treebeard's not very specific. About no, no it's, I don't think there's a lot of uh, explicit history behind Ent biology maybe and they culture. Just, maybe they just like split off from each other like they bud. Well, there is females and males. And they yeah, do. They, it true. is definitely implied that it's a sexual reproduction because All it sounds know, like they haven't reproduced since the Ent wives left. So. You, know, you know, Mark, I don't know. But I can tell you that I do know that dendrophilia is the act of having sex with trees. <laughs> I do know that. I'll have to store that nugget somewhere in the back of my brain. <laughs> Maybe that's yeah. the takeaway from this conversation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's my answer. Dendrophilia. Moving on. Next question. So this next question comes from Big Duck Energy from Discord. Which kingdom slash faction has your favorite crest? He also continues on to say, I've always been partial to the tree of Gondor, but your choice doesn't have to be from the third age. Okay. I really like the Rohirrim flag, honestly. Like the uh, the white horse or whatever. The one that they use for Theoden, I think. Like Snowmane. I really like that one. What do you think, Jill? So I would have to say probably the emblem from Tuor's house while he's in Gondolin. They give him a house sigil, which is House of the Wing. And when I always read through the Fall of Gondolin or the Unfinished Tales, whenever they talk about the emblem of like the the wing on his shield and stuff and like mm-hmm. the emblem of his house, I always thought that was really gorgeous. Yeah, that is cool. All right. This next question comes from Ardent Viper from Discord. What up, Viper? Ardent Viper asks, aside from Kirdan, the motherfucking shipwright. I'm glad he got his name right. Thank you. Thank you very much. From the first age, which is your favorite elf and why? (laughs) I had to to refer back to the fact that they said you cannot say Kirdan. Honestly... I'm probably going to have to go with my boy Finrod. Finrod Veligand? Yeah. See, I was, I think I'm in the same boat. Everybody likes Finrod, Finrod right? Finrod Veligand is like the most lovable of, of the loved character yeah. of all the elves. I think he's, isn't he Finrod the they Beloved? They called him, yeah, Finrod the Beloved. The yeah. Beloved. Yeah. Uh, so since you said Finrod and I said Finrod, maybe I'll throw out a secondary. Uh, I also really love Fingolfin. Oh, yeah. Fingolfin is one of the most honorable elves of the First Age and one of the strongest leaders, I think. He was a very wise and level-headed leader. And what I really like about him, too, is like he also had a sense of duty toward his family. Very much so. Like he, his brother was crazy, but he still was like, I swore an oath to my brother that I would go where he went and like that would be peace among our houses, right? And so even like, when he didn't want to go along with that oath, he realized most of his people were going to, so mm-hmm. he was going to go with them. He yeah. wasn't just going to let them go with a leader that he thought to be subpar. Yeah, yeah. He's always done the, the noble and the responsible thing. Uh, yeah, I like fin, uh, Fingolfin a lot as well. I kind of just like that name, too. Fingolfin, I don't know, it just sounds cool. Mm-hmm. Fingolfin. Yeah. It rolls off the tongue. Fingolfin. All right, next question. This one comes from Cardamon Finger Valley, which I believe is your sister, Jill. That's her hobbit name. That's is her, it? That's her hobbit name? Was that yeah, Claire's there was name? a hobbit name generator that we did, and that's what she came up with, I think. That's a, that's a dope name. I mean, it sounded very D&D to me, so yeah. it works. <clears throat> uh, well, she asks, and this is a fun one, if Mjolnir were in Middle-earth, which characters would be worthy enough to wield it? A dwarf. What, what dwarf? 
I'm Any sorry. dwarf? All the so dwarves? I just, I just think of a hammer would have to be wielded by a dwarf, right? No, but yeah. it's you can only lift it if you're worthy. That's the thing. Remember? It's Mjolnir. Who is, the, who is the most worthy dwarf? Probably uh, Gimli, honestly. Probably Gimli. Yeah. Yeah. Gimli, honestly, is probably yeah. the most worthy dwarf. Yeah, Gimli, I would say. Dwarves are known yeah. for having their positives and negative so qualities. Let's, let's, let's do for funsies. For funsies, let's do one person from each race. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yay. So uh, what one man, honestly, is probably barren. Baron could yes. touch the Silmaril and it wouldn't burn him. Remember? He could touch the Silmaril. That's true. If he yeah. could touch the Silmaril, I think he could yeah. wield Mjolnir. That's Baron. a wonderful point. Yeah. And then for the Eldar, who do you think? I might have to go Fingolfin again. Honestly, I it's either between Fingolfin and Thingol, but Thingol definitely has his moment where he's seduced by the Nauglamir. So I think that I'd have to go with Fingolfin. Yeah. Anybody of the any orcs like you think Shagrat could do it? <laughs> Shag rat? Did you just say shag rat? <laughs> yeah, shag rat's one an orc so character. Just based on the racist, it is totally an orc name. Yeah, Dude, okay. Bro, Trevor, you got to get to the Return of the King. There's so many fucking orc names. Shag rat. It, it's literally just, I can't do, bro. Because book two of uh, or book one of the Return of the King, or what? What's the Frodo and Sam one? Or book two? Yeah. It's literally just uh. Them and a bunch of fucking orcs. So it's yeah, like they keep it, running into bands of orcs. Yeah, and shit. just yes, Frodo, Sam, and a, just a shitload of orcs, and they all have names and they have dialogue. It's goofy. That's so. Jagrad and what is it, Gorok or something? Gorbag, I think. Gorbag. Yeah. Jagrad sounds like a bad porn star. Okay, that's <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> Shagrad. Shagalicious. Shagalicious. Shagrad. All right, moving on. So this next question, again from Discord, comes from Tenuviel. I hope I pronounced that right. Which uh, is your wife, Joel? Tenuviel. Tenuviel. <laughs> Joel's married. Gross. Tenuviel Gross. asks, as we all know, the beloved Star or original Star Wars trilogy was updated many times, potentially too many times. Mm-hmm. If you could George Lucas any of your episodes, which would it be? <sighs> if we had to George, if. Uh... It's a sacred question for us. I think we have a similar... I think we have the same answer, right? Pretty hold on, similar. Hold on, hold on. Both at the same time. Three, two, one. We're in. I'd say the original Great Tales of the First Yeah, if I, if, I could, if, if I had my druthers, as they say, you know? <laughs> you, what was that? If I had my druthers. You ever I heard somebody say that? No, dude. Druthers? Yeah. You've, uh, come on. It's like a southern person saying... I haven't heard it's it. Like, Mal, I, Mal, like Mal, I'd rather have this. You know what I say? Like I had. Mal I had shaking my her head. Yes. She yeah, says she's, she's heard, heard it. She's, so this yeah. is this this must be a real term. Yeah, druthers. Anyway, if I had my druthers, yeah, we'd get to do all three of them. A person's preference in a matter. Yeah. Yeah. See, I told druthers. you. Druthers. Okay. I don't right. just make up words on this podcast. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I would. Yeah, I would do all three of them. But if I had to pick one of the three. It'd be the tour in episode, probably. Yeah, I would honestly love to do... I guess I'm just going to say the three main tales of the first stage. Just to be clear, that's uh, the tale of Baron and Luthien, the tale of the children of Hurin, which is basically Turin Turinbar, and thirdly, the fall of Gondolin, which is basically the tale of Huor, right? Erendil and Tuor. Or, uh, no, it would be, yeah, Tuor. Tu- Tuor, excuse yep. me. Arendil and Tour, yeah. Those are definitely episodes I really enjoyed too, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baron, yeah, Baron Luthien is awesome. We we blew through those in our first season uh, as we were just kind of getting used to podcasting. So we yeah. would we if 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 there were any that we would uh, redo, I think that would be something we'd uh, turn our attention towards. Yeah, definitely for sure. All right, next question. This one comes from Ruru, your editor. Ruru, what up, Ruru? 
Ruru asks, what's your favorite and least favorite Tolkien references in pop culture slash media? Oh. Right off of the bat, I'm going to say that Bilbo Baggins' song is trash. <laughs> song? Did you say song? Yeah. There's a Bilbo Baggins song? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but with Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> yeah, it's like a whole music video and everything. That, I would say that, right off the bat, it's trash, guys. All right. we All right. Least favorite? Nailed. <laughs> Leonard Nimoy. I mean, uh, I, I don't want to do Peter Jackson the disservice. I love Peter Jackson, but I might say the Hobbit trilogy as well. That really irked me. The second two really rubbed me the wrong way. I could get by with the first of the Hobbits and the Hobbit trilogy, but the second two are just... Uh, and my so like and then the favorite adaptation yep yeah yep so i would have to say i'm gonna give a big shout out to the robert inglis audiobooks Ooh, that's good from like the 70s or 80s or whatever the fuck they're from but they're awesome well yeah well, well these are references so not specifically a creation oh i'm sorry i see i'm drunk and i'm oh losing references track of what you're asking me in references in pop culture yeah references in pop culture my favorite one okay oh, okay that's a hard question mm, i love whenever stephen colbert talks about it on the on his show just about tolkien in general yeah because he'll go deep sometimes is is a bit because it's basically like a foreign language to most people. Mm. Well, he's a prolific Tolkien nerd, yeah. 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 Yeah, I can get behind that. Yeah. So yeah, basically whenever Steven goes off on a Tolkien rant, I love I love that shit. Um for me, pop culture, I would have to say probably I don't know, maybe some Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin loves oh, to yeah. loves their Tolkien references and I I really dig that. I love they me sure some do. old school Zeppelin. Yeah, dog. Right. So we're going back to Facebook. Facebook. Well, We've got a second question from Gordon Kennedy. Second right. breakfast. Here we go. All right. Gordon asks, uh, now that Christopher Tolkien has passed away, hmm. what do you think will happen to the future legacy of Middle Earth? That's an interesting question. Hard to say. Yeah, it's hard to say. I guess it depends on uh, surviving members of the estate, right? How they feel. So I'd say uh, the future of Tolkien's works is uh, yeah largely linked to, to Tolkien estate which isn't necessarily synonymous with Christopher because yeah. uh, the Tolkien estate is comprised of a bunch of people including other members of his family mm-hmm. so i would want to say that it would continue similar to ha- as it has but i'm thinking back to recently right after Christopher died and now they started selling the rights to places like <laughs> Amazon Studios right cuz so, it was pretty much right after Christopher stepped down that the Amazon deal came out, right? Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I want to say it would continue uh, very similar to the way it has been and basically not really dishing out the rights to any kind of cinema, but uh, that might be changing. So I, I think I'm, I'm going to give you a, uh, a kind of pessimist answer, is that I think it's totally up to whatever capitalism wants to do with it. Like, it's uh, since Christopher's gone, I think that like it's going to be commoditized in a way that you can't even imagine as long as it makes money it'll keep proliferating which is it a bad thing i don't know because maybe it brings people back to the books you know that's i don't know i don't know is it a good thing is it a bad thing but i think it'll be proliferated by the uh machine that is capitalism as long as it continues to make money i think after the success of the original film trilogy lord of the rings trilogy uh and the fan base that it created i think you're right yeah yeah all right next question Second question from Ninu. What is your take on how the Fellowship handles 
bathroom breaks, and personal hygiene. Oh. Especially in places like Moria. <laughs> that's a fun, I, t- that's I a am- fun Tolkienering <laughs> question. I imagine in Moria... Whenever they stopped, somebody, like, probably Gandalf was like, that's the corner over there. <laughs> and then that was just the corner that everybody went shit in, you know? You shit in that corner. Yeah. Like, Nowhere just, else. Yeah, whoever was leading the, yeah, Gandalf, like, that's where everyone poops. It's hard for me, for me to imagine the movie characters shitting anywhere just because nobody <laughs> shits in movies. Yeah. But for the book characters, I feel like that'd be a much more practical thing, especially yeah. in Moria. I feel like in Moria, they could. They mentioned there being like random holes and drop offs, like here and You'd there. You'd probably want to like scatter your poop or hide it. Well, you could. I you would wouldn't think want that people you could to probably just find like there, a, right? a crack or crevice somewhere in the ground and just shit down it. Yeah. I mean, you might end up hitting like a in a, a, a goblin or something. <laughs> yeah, waking up the, mo- the the Balrog or whatever. It wasn't Pippin that did it. It was when fucking Gandalf <laughs> shit down that hole. That's Gandalf, what really yeah. did it. Gandalf took that three day that three day bender beer bender <laughs> shit. We would have made it through safely, but no. Man, that limbath spread really gave Gandalf the shits. And then yeah. when they were in Moria and he shit down that crack, he woke up that Belrog. Let me tell you, he awoke the nameless fear. <laughs> All right, we've got another one from Mark from Down Under. From Down Under. Down Under. Mark asks, uh, so Ungoliant consumed herself at the end. Did that create a black hole? A vacuum? A supernova? She was Maya, right? It is suspected that she was Maya. I don't think she's Maya. No? Well, she would... So there are many forces in Tolkien that are not Maya. There's a lot of crazy, like, natural, random, magical entities, like, throughout the world that Mm. aren't Maya. Like, I think think she came down at a different time than most Maiar. So she's an Ainur. So I guess she'd technically be a Maiar, but I think she was there first. Early. Earlier. She was there during the dark time. Yeah, before light. Because it mentions that, more mm-hmm. or less, that she had been there since the beginning, more yeah. or less. She crept out in the darkness. Yeah. And I kind of think that, like, uh, like the unlight stuff that she, like, produces is kind of like a black hole. Hmm. Like, it absorbs all light. You can't see anything within it. That's a good point. Yeah. So maybe she did she consume herself? Is that what happened? Uh, so there's actually two different isn't Rendell slew her? There's two different versions. Okay. Yeah, like like <laughs> a, like say. some of Tolkien's tales. There are there are multiple endings to. So I didn't. Ungolian. I don't know this other one. Okay, what's the other one? So one is that she in the end consumed herself out of her uh, gluttony and famish, and the other one is that Arendil when he was going around just sailing the world... Yeah, doing Arendelle shit. Doing Arendelle shit. Went into the southern regions and slew her. Yeah. Now... That's what I had heard, too. Okay, so I like... So there, it's it's a kind of one of the unfinished tales, I think you could say. It's... it's There's two different versions to the ending of that tale. Okay. When you but say it, consumed... If she, were, if she were to have consumed herself... Does she eat, like, literally eat herself? Is that what we yeah, mean by yeah. consumed? Literally, she yeah. Consumes oh. like, she consumes, like, everything, dog. Like she she consumes light. She consumes trying to eat precious the Silmarils, gems. Remember? She tries to consume the Silmarils, which are gems with precious light inside of them. Yeah, so she she likes to consume light and beautiful things. But eventually, uh, if you go with that version of the tale, she consumed herself. And I would imagine that would create some kind of a magic black hole. That'd be kind of cool. Is a magic black like a black hole that then poops somewhere like in the dark in the dark regions in the south wherever she was hiding out. There's like a weird black hole from where she consumed herself. It'd be cool. I'd throw things in it all day. 
experimental hole. Yeah. So like I found these old light bulbs from the 50s. I'm going to throw them in there. All right. Next question from Arden Viper, who asks, who is the least asshole son of Fanor and <laughs> why? Maglor. I'd probably say Maglor, too. Uh, mostly because he took pity on the Sons of Elrond. And they became like, he became like a good mentor to them. Yeah, throughout the first age, the sons of Feanor spread out across Beleriand and th- they were known for their different temperaments and some were pretty fucking mean and dickholes and rough and some of them weren't, weren't so Parenteer. much. And But <clears throat> all of them participated in the oath. Yep. And all that of them all participated in... in basically war crimes yeah definitely. in the names of the in the, in the names of the of, uh, t- of obtaining the silmarils so they've all done fucking terrible things but the only ones where there are redeeming qualities explicitly written about would probably be maglor mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i say maglor and he's the only one that gets to live or oh. i'm sorry maglor am i thinking madros perhaps are you thinking madros is madros uh Majros is Majros and Megalor are always mentioned together. Majros and Megalor are always mentioned together. Uh, who is the one-handed, the one who was chained? That's Majros. Majros. So I'm thinking. I'd Majros. say him too. Yeah. The, the Majros, the one who was chained. The two eldest to brothers. Radrum, he yeah. lost his wrist when he was saved. Yeah. By his cousin, and he turned over um, the leadership the of the Noljor, the High Kingship, to House was it Fingolfin? Fingolfin and Fingon. Yeah. Fingolfin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. The next one. We have another question from Cardamom Finger Valley. What? And I mean, you guys could probably go on for days about this or maybe not very long at all. But okay. But what are your biggest criticisms of Tolkien's work? Well, considering we are living in the year 2021 and Tolkien lived in the 1900s, I'd probably just have to mention the aging of the work. So I, my greatest criticisms is, criticisms would probably be the inherent uh, sexism and slight racism oh that's what you're in his say? works i was gonna say there's no sex there's no sex at all in them. <laughs> nobody bones in tolkien no there's no sex at all they, they have kids they, they reproduce like, they have long like, family lines sexual reproduction like, is implied i'm like i'm like every other f- fantasy sci-fi fan i like a little sexy story sometimes and there's not much of that in tolkien Tolkien yeah, doesn't really isn't. crank it up huh? which is fine i think everything else outweighs that obviously like obviously that's you know he certainly describes beauty a lot. Beauty, yes, but never... Beauty and love. Sex. But not the raunchier, lustier side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was a good Catholic man. But yes, also the inherent uh, slight racism and sexism. <laughs> that as well. Fair. Yeah. Understandable. And then add some sex in there. Yeah, spice you know? it up a little. Spice, spice it up a little bit. Spice it. You know what I mean? All right, next question. It's kind of a joint effort, but we're going to throw it in here. It starts off... What did Gandalf have for breakfast? What did Gandalf have for breakfast? Or just tea, thank you. Just tea. Tea? That's all he takes? So technically he's a Maiar, so I guess he... Well, he does he have does a physical... Have to, you have to nourish the physical he body. He does have yeah. to nourish his physical body. He does eat. Yeah. He drinks that shit from the Miravoir from Revendell, too. Remember that liquor mm, that mm. Elrond gives him? He likes to drink that. He likes liquor. He likes to smoke. I think it's implied that he also enjoys... Hobbit's uh, meals. Yeah, I would say he had sausage, because I'm a sausage guy. Sausage? Yeah. So I see Gandalf as being a very practical man, and yet someone who also enjoys the finer things, so maybe he'd have some kind of like a jerky, a salted meat on him. For breakfast? 
Well, I mean, when you're a traveler like him, he's the gray wanderer. He's always out on his out traveling on the road. True, so, he never uh, abode anywhere long. He's always out moving around, and so I assume when he's traveling, he's probably got something like that. True. Fair. I would say then I'll change my answer to a dried sausage. Dried, dried sausage. sausage. Mm. Yeah. All right. The second part of this question: If we had a night of passionate lovemaking, and I wanted to make you second breakfast Me the next you? day. I mean, all three of us. Let's just go with okay, that, right? right. right? Cool. If I if I had if I wanted to make you second breakfast the next day, what would you request? I would request. I think me and Joel's answer might be the same. Oh, anything oh. with anything with white gravy? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I would basically say like an eggs Benedict style kind of thing. I love white gravy and yeah. hollandaise and all that. <laughs> Hold shit. on. Would that be considered leftovers? Yeah, I was gonna say like country Leftover. fried steak or something. Mm. Yeah, something with some white basically gravy. Basically, something with eggs, sausage, and hash browns. Maybe some hollandaise. Some hollandaise. It's kind of what I gravy. had for breakfast this morning, actually. Fuck yeah. oh, Except nice. re- replace the bacon in there. You had some good breakfast, my friend. Oh, yeah. Danny, what'd you have for breakfast this What'd I have for breakfast? I think I had... Well, because like, I kind of eat like lunch when I get home from mm-hmm. work. Yeah, yeah. Because my schedule's weird. Yeah, yeah. So I had... Uh, oh, no, I had a pizza. I had jambalaya. I had. Oh, hell yeah. Jambalaya Ooh. is awesome. Yeah, Mal made some homemade Ooh. jambalaya. Oh, hell yeah. The other day, so Tasty. Yeah. All right. Next question. This is it. Should be an easy one. And hit, I'm, hit us with it. I'm gonna I'm gonna add to it a little bit. Throw it at us. All right. So so the question asks from okay. from Gordon Kennedy. Okay. From Gordon. Facebook. Okay. From Fair Caledonia. Gordon asks, "What is your favorite Xmas drink?" And I would like to add, "What do you think would make a good Tolkien Xmas drink?" So here's the thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna disclose. Mm-hmm. I had never had eggnog <laughs> until very recently. Oh. And can I say, shit is delicious. It's like pancake batter. Sort it's of. It's so good. Yeah, it's 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 delicious. It's very thick. I've never had it like spiked. Like, you know, you're like your weird uncle brings. Like, yeah, I've yeah, never yeah, yeah. had that. So I would have to say that eggnog is not my favorite spiked drink. I'd have to say my favorite holiday spiked drink would probably have to be something cranberry related. Like a cranberry vodka? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could get behind that, or a cranberry gin, or uh, ooh, a cranberry gin. Yeah, something uh, a little more botanical, yes. perhaps. Uh, oh yes. But as for <laughs> what would make a great holiday Hobbit drink, I think hobbits would very much get behind eggnog, and I think, oh, I think they would love it. I think hobbits would. I very wonder if much Gordon do they drink it in Scotland? I wonder eggnog. I don't know. I hope they do because I want I want them to know what I'm talking about. But yeah, it's delicious. I'm sorry if you guys don't have it. We're so uncultured. Yeah. We have to admit that, especially now that we're drunk. <laughs> All right, guys. Your next question comes from Ninu. Ninu. From Discord. All right. How do you imagine Telperion and Laurelin? <gasps> oh. I got to say, this is something that I have certainly thought about. Uh, I believe that they would not be an evergreen. I believe they would be a vis- vestigial. Is that the term for a leafed tree? Deciduous. Deciduous. I am. Vestigial is an organ that has no purpose anymore. Thank you, sir. <laughs> See, that's why. We, <laughs> yeah, uh, Danny is the smart one on the podcast. 
vocabulary <laughs> with the power of vocabulary yeah i i think it would definitely they would both be leafed trees but tolkien gives very good descriptors for both of them uh the go- just in terms of the fact that one is very golden and the other one is very silvery telperion is the silver tree of the moon laurelin is the golden tree of the sun so essentially if you equate both of those with sunlight and moonlight you get pretty good descriptors you know so i my favorite, well, some of my favorite trees are birch trees. Mm. So I imagine they're kind of like birch trees, and like they have like the like the bark like glows as well. Oh, okay. Like so rather sparkly, than like the bark that, uh, like golden yellow, like yeah, a, so like rather, ethereal bark. Yeah, dude, kind of. So rather than a lot of typical bark where it looks kind <laughs> of veiny, it's kind of like smooth and peels off in layers. Kind of thing, yeah, yeah. Okay, I can get behind that. I I imagine that they're they're somewhat similar to the Malorn trees. I imagine that oh, yeah. Telperion and Laurelin are somewhat similar to the Malorn, and uh, just with the color orientation for each. Yeah. So a Malorn that is either silver or golden. Yeah. But I I guess that's just kind of my own interpretation. So. Yeah, I say they're like birch trees. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the glow. I would like make things out of the skin. Wouldn't that be awesome? Out of the birch bark. Isn't that a conversation that actually happens between Eldarion and the elves when they gift him the white tree initially? Yeah, he's <laughs> like, "Oh, this would make a sweet ass ship." And he's like, "They're like, we don't, we don't cut them down. We for don't wood, cut yeah. these down and make these into wood. We just grow these. We grow these, dude. <laughs> yeah, what an aggro person. It's like." Oh man, I'm gonna cut this down and make a ship out of it. Yeah, nah, nah, yeah. Nah. Aldarion sees a super practical engineering purpose for this tree and this wonderful type of wood, and the elves are like, "Oh no, no, dude, we don't cut them down. No, we man, we let them grow. They're sacred trees." Next question. Next one we got another one from Mark from Down Under. You got to say from Down Under, Mark from Down Under. Say Wallaby. Can you say? <laughs> Wallaby. 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 <laughs> I love no. Trevor because like Trevor is not the greatest at doing accents, so no. it's fun to no. make it, him try to it's do things. It's bad, but I'll give it a go. Say like, kangaroo. 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 <laughs> okay, I'm done trying this. <laughs> so the question is, well, it's got some of it a statement. Anyway, so Mark says, I like the idea of other sentient weapons. And with the fox in Lord of the Rings... What other animals should have said their piece? Addition to that, maybe the elephants just wanted to play in a pond. Maybe the thing in the water picked up Frodo to ask for help to get something out of his teeth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. I like that thought process. So uh, for those of you who may not recall the fox, I'm pretty sure the fox he's returning to, re- referring to is the one in the Fellowship of the Ring right as the hobbits are leaving the shire they're sleeping one night and a fox comes across them and thinks to them thinks to itself like oh how odd hobbits sleeping outside oh and we like jump into its consciousness for a second right exactly yeah and yeah, we yeah. find out that apparently foxes or at least this fox is sentient and thinks to itself yeah so what other creatures would do that like if the watcher in the water did that that'd be kind of funny kind of like funny? hey man i just need your help with something real quick uh, hey, hey oh why'd you cut my arm off i oh, lost no. i lost my contact lens oh. oh no you guys are gonna go into the mines don't go in there don't go let, in. no don't go in there let me come help you oh, no. No. oh, oh it caved oh, in i'm sorry i'm sorry yeah i just wanted to help i'm trying to think of what other fun animals would be would be sentient what about those giant rabbits that that uh 
What's his name? Uses Radagast the round the Rustabel Rustabel rabbit. Rustabel. Those are good the bad wogs. Well, I have oh. Rustabel rabbits. No, I th- I'm going to change my answer to Ulmo's uh, sentient whales. Oh, the sentient whales. Yeah. Yes. I want to know what their life is like. They just like see the world as like uh, like ships going past every now and then. <laughs> Numenorean ships going that way. Some elf ships going that way. Well, we've got sentient foxes, right? And we've got confirmation of sentient birds as well from The Hobbit, right? Mm-hmm. The thrush and whatnot. The thrush. So I wonder if just most animal life are considered to be sentient. We just don't know their language. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Well, the elves kind of do. I suppose that the is elves the elves' do speak the elves to trees and, and, and animals and shit. Yeah. Yeah, they love to speak to nature. Yeah. Did we answer that question? No. What uh, What else would be? Uh, there'd probably be fish included in that. Uh, I think it's what other animals should have said their piece. Should have said their. I I definitely feel like the olifants have an opinion. I feel like yeah, uh, the olifants that probably they're, they're, they're forced into a life of war. Yeah, and and slaughter. Yeah, and just mayhem and and destruction and violence. I think they would rather live at home in peace. You know, rather they'd probably march. rather you know roam their their homelands and hang out in an oasis somewhere with some water and do oliphant stuff. They yeah, probably they don't, don't want to trample horses. No, they probably don't want to be trampling around in Gondor. That's not where they belong. No, dude. Yeah, they need some good mud to pat themselves with. You know, like all the fun elephants and oliphants. Probably, I assume they're similar to elephants. Yeah, I want to hear from those damn oliphants. To to keep with the theme. Ardent Viper asks, if you could have one weapon from any age, what would it be and why? A weapon from any age? Well, it's kind of hard not to say Gorthang. But it will not love the hand that wields it. <sighs> it's true. But what about its uh, mate? Because it had an identical twin. Angriel? That, yeah, Angriel that went along with... Um, uh, Maglin. <clears throat> Over the wall. Yep. Whew. I wonder if that was ever retrieved by anyone, because that's a very valuable I don't know. Sword. Yeah, it's one of those mysteries. Does yeah. anyone pick the bodies that are thrown over the walls of Gondolin? Uh, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. He's like, yeah. There's got to be some good-ass shit down some there. Some spelunker is going to find it years from now. He's like, man, this is a nice-ass sword. Yeah, the sweet sword. Yeah, so if there's any weapon, I'd probably say it'd have to be one of the swords made by Aeol the Dark Elf that were created of the uh, substance that is known as... Uh, Galvorn. Galvorn. Yeah. The black metal that fell from the heavens. Yeah. I would do... I think I'm going to go ahead and say Anduril. Oh, okay. Because Anduril... I just realized this the other day because I'm making my way through the books again. The the sheath that Galadriel gives him uh, says that the the sword drawn from that sheath will neither be broken or stained even in defeat. So the sword is basically impervious now because it's drawn from that sheet. It's not going to break ever again. Which, for whatever reason, is uh, an infamous characteristic of Telcar's blades. Yeah. They tend to break for whatever fucking reason. For, yeah, for whenever you need them. Uh, that happens in Baron and Luthien. Uh, that happens to uh, Elendil. Uh yeah, what if the dragon helm of Dorloman broke too while Turin was using it? <laughs> Somebody like bonked him in the Somebody head. Somebody bonked him on the head and just and fell it just apart. Broke. What the fuck? What the fuck, Telcar? What the hell, man? <laughs> yeah, Way just... too tempered. Yeah. To add to this, why do you think Tolkien didn't have more sentient weapons? That's a good... Th- I mean, I guess that kind of adds a lot to the narrative. A good but question. 
I mean, they definitely could have had it. Definitely could have added some interesting uh, dynamics to the stories. Like I feel like uh, Anduril probably could have been a sentient weapon. Oh yeah, definitely. I don't know. I feel like all sentient, all the weapons are sentient. Oh yeah. Um, we just maybe don't hear about what they have to you say. Think Gimli's axes were sentient and like tried oh, to speak to okay, him. I should say swords for sure. Swords for sure. Okay. Yeah. I could definitely see uh, Noldorian swords, perhaps. Yeah. What what kind of swords, Joel? N- Noldorin. Ha ha! We were just talking about this the other day. Somebody commented that when Joel says Noldorian, they get pissed off because it's not a word. It's Noldorin. Yeah. It's Noldorin, not Noldorian. Noldoria. I'm from Noldoria. <laughs> Fuck me, I guess. <laughs> All right, guys. This next one. Second question from Big Duck Energy. Big Duck. Big Duck Energy asks... And I really like this one. If you were to play a D&D campaign set in the War of Dwarves and Orcs, <gasps> what would your character's class, background, and motivation be, and which side would you fight for? Oh. It hard, it'd be hard not to fight for the Longbeards, just because those are the dwarves we're mostly familiar with in Tolkien yeah. is the Longbeards versus yeah. the other six houses. Um, I suppose it would be kind of fun to fight with one of the houses from out east just because of the... Yeah, I'm going to say I would be a Firebeard warrior Okay, whose specialty was I had a vendetta against dragons because they killed my family. Okay. I, I'll just so to not choose the long beards, I'll say maybe I'm uh, one of the Stonefoots and uh, what is my specialty? Well, my specialty being a Stonefoot, I'd have to say would probably be some sort of forging... Maybe I'm good with armor. Oh, yeah. He's a smithy. A smithy. A smithy. We'd we'd make a pretty good team then. Yeah, dude. One a smithy, one good at fucking slaying dragons. Yeah, you make the equipment. I go good at slay uh, that shit. Just being dwarves, I'm sure that means we're both good at slaying orcs because dwarves naturally hate orcs. Yeah. And goblins. I feel like being dwarves also gives you low light vision, right? So you'd you'd easily find in a cave. <laughs> so D and D and Pathfinder, yes, you get low light vision as a dwarf. You also get uh, the ability to carry more without necessarily getting uh, weighed down, like it encumbered does without getting over encumbered. Yes, they are hardy, hardy folk. All right, this next one we got is our last question from Ninu. All right, who asks? If you had to cast Tolkien characters into a reality TV show, oh yeah, which reality TV show would you want them to be in, and which characters would you cast? Mm. Let's start Hobbits, some kind of Bake Off show, <laughs> <laughs> like some Iron Chef stuff. Some kind of Bake Off yeah. show with Hobbits, and I would have to include Farmer Maggot's wife, Mrs. Maggot. I feel like every t- every time I hear about her, the ba- the basket of cooked mushrooms and the dinner she made for them, mm-hmm. I just think Farmer Maggot's got to be a great cook. Yeah, Farmer, or I should say Far- Mrs. Maggot. Mrs. Maggot's got to be a great cook. I'm gonna do that show, Forged in Fire, Ooh. where they make weapons. Have you seen that show? No. Yeah, they're, it's they're all blacksmiths and they like make weapons and they like, have to test them out and shit. Oh, I could see. But I would do that and, with and dwarves and and Nol and Noldren elves. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that'd be so much competition. That'd yeah, be great. Dude. That'd be fucking sweet. No, no, no. Ultimate Ninja. Mm. Ultimate Ninja Warrior. Ultimate Ninja Warrior. That would have to go to probably an elf or a that'd ranger. To, yeah. A ra- oh, that would be a good thing yeah. for men and rangers. Yeah. 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 Rangers would kick ass at the American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> mm-hmm. Rangers and elves. Hell yeah. 
This next one, another one from Mark. Mark asks, what did the average Joe elf think about all the shenanigans? I mean, some had to be farmers, right? They couldn't all be lords married to Maiar. They had to eat, so someone had to provide food. So, yeah, I... Sorry, finish the question. I'm already loving the questions. Well, w- would Farmer Elf think the same? No, see, here's the thing, <laughs> Mark. I think about this all the time because I'm a person that studies politics and especially, like, Marxist politics. So I always think of, like, what does the working class of Middle Earth really think about what's going on? And there certainly you know? had to be working class Oh, elves. yeah, because you got to be, like you said, like you said in the question, you got to eat, right? Somebody's growing yeah. the food. Yeah, there's there's definitely working class people in like, but specifically the elves in this the question. Elves? Yeah, what how what do the elves? I feel think like about working this? class elves would be. I don't feel like they would have much of a class distinction. I feel like people would just do things because they loved it. So like, if you were an elf who loved growing food, you would do that for other elves. I feel like they're more of a like you'd want to strive for like an anarchist society. Like you would have, you would have people that like like what they're doing doing things for other people in exchange for services that those people also like doing yeah 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 so uh what did the average joe elf think about all the shenanigans so shenanigans when i think of elves and shenanigans i think back to the first age mostly because that's when elves were really the main race that's when they Middle were really off. and yeah. they the elves were the ones who had shenanigans going on so back in that day that would have mostly been like the beef between melkor and the noldor and i guess some of the sindar getting sucked into that so i feel like a lot of the working class elves were probably kind of fed up with the fact that the noldor kept they probably saw it i'm assuming as picking a fight with a fucking Maiar or a fucking valar yeah I'm sure they were probably kind of frustrated, like, why are we infinitely, like, forever trying to go to war against this power that we're probably never going to defeat? They were probably kind of frustrated with all the never-ending death and destruction. There was some dissent in those days, I would imagine. Yeah. (laughs) However, there were days of plenty, like the Siege of Angband. That was 400 years straight of just Mm -hmm. uh, wonderful, wonderful times in Beleriand. Yeah. No, that's a it's a it's an interesting question, Mark. Complex question, but I, I think love there are, I think there are definitely a lot of working class elves that are probably frustrated with the current events. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I mean, because like I think yeah, especially in the world of men, like in Gondor, there's a shitload of working class farmers and stuff that don't even live in Minas Tirith. Oh, that know? would be men, not elves. Yeah. Oh, oh, he yeah, asked specifically elves. That's right. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the working class distinction between elves wouldn't be as strong as it is in men just because they're more enlightened than we are. That's true. You know, so I don't think there would be like a hard poverty line in elven communities. There are a lot more zen, a lot more one with the earth. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I think that they would probably definitely disagree with like what Feanor was doing and stuff. Certainly Feanor. Yeah. All right, fellas. Joel, I think this one was kind of aimed at you. Okay. Only only a little bit. Okay. The question is, uh, from Arden Viper, despite popular belief, why are dwarves the worst weight race around? Ooh. Oh, Seriously, man. dwarves would, uh, suck no matter how bad the elves are. Is that part of the question or is that you talking about? That's a, that's a statement from Arden Viper. Ooh. Oof. 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 Repeat the question. <laughs> I was so <laughs> Why are dwarves the worst about. race around? So, I think dwarves get a bad rap 
And I think there is reason for it, but also it's not their fault. So it has a lot to do with their creation. Aule was kind of jumping the gun in terms of creating sentient life. That was supposed to be Ilavatar's thing, and he said he was going to do it. But Aule was kind of getting impatient, and he jumped the gun and was like, hey, let me just make these dwarves real quick to see <sighs> if I can do it. <laughs> and so he tried, to, he tried to make them as much in the likeness of what he thought Ilavatar sentient life was supposed to be. So that's why the dwarves are so different from men and elves. You know, that's why they're like short and stocky and like brawny and like really into fucking mining and they're not so naturey and Yeah. They're not they're hard. They're hard people. They're they're they were made to be a hard people because they were created during the years where Melkor was reigning. Yeah. So during Melkor's reign, Aule saw that and 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 thought if there's going to be sentient life, they're going to have to be hardy. They're going to have to be tough. And I think that's kind of where a lot of like the rough attitude and stubbornness comes from. So, so a boy named Sue. Yeah, type, uh, exactly. Thing. Yeah. If a man's going to make it, he's got to be dynamic. tough. Yeah. 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 Because, yeah, he wanted them to be tough because they're <laughs> going to be living in Melkor's Middle Earth. Yeah. You know, that's how he saw it. So Yeah. I, I think they get a bad rep, but I also think that's <laughs> probably why they suck so much. Because <laughs> also, Ilavatar didn't create them. Aule created them. One of yeah. the Valar, one of the high angels, I guess you could say. One of the demigods. So not quite the god. Well, not the guy who was supposed to be creating sentient life. So mm. they kind of got the shit end of the stick on that sense. The dwarves did. So they were born that way. They were they were born that way, and it's not their fault. It's kind of Owley's fault. <laughs> they were born that way. They can't help it. All right. Well, we've got a bunch of questions uh, from both Mark and Arden Viper. It's kind okay. of kind of what we got last. So uh, let's just dig right into it. Mark asks, so Manway did pretty much bugger all for Middle Earth. If you <laughs> were Manway, that's a solid observation. <laughs> yeah. If you were Manway, what do you think you'd accomplish? <laughs> oh, I wouldn't. What uh, wouldn't I accomplish? Yeah. Oh I my were, God, that I'd be guy. a terrible Manway. Okay, so Manway, uh, man I understand. So I get it, Manway. He wasn't supposed to like directly interfere. Like that was kind of the thing. But like Manway really didn't do much. Never, never, ever. Even never. when he really could have helped. When he did, he fucked it up. Remember, he he let Melkor go. That's right. Because he perceive he couldn't perceive because evil. Because Manway could not understand evil because he himself yeah. was not evil and had not encountered evil before, yeah. so he couldn't, he couldn't comprehend it. it. Yeah. So he was like, "Oh, Melkor says he feels bad and he's repentant. <laughs> so let's uh let him go. Let him go. Yeah. If I were Manway, I wouldn't a have would not have uh, let Melkor go." fucking son of a bitch yeah and it always seems like i always wondered if like when gandalf dies right is it manway or is it illavatar that intervenes it's straight up illavatar right it's not manway right it's like yeah, he Ilavat went around manway illavatar like is the one that has that power not yeah manway. exactly <clears throat> if you're dealing with the dead it would either be illavatar himself or it would be uh mandos mandos yeah what are your thoughts on the flame imperishable this what one from Arden Viper. So yeah, it's kind of one of those mysterious things. I see it as like the uh, the flame of sentient, like it's the the uh, the sentience of a creature, right? Yeah. So if I'm not mistaken, the flame imperishable is something that is only mentioned in the Anulindale. Yeah. <clears throat> so Hold on. Can you say that again? Anulindale. The Anulindale. 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 All right. 
the Ainur, the music of the Ainur, Song the Ainurlindale. So that is the basically the creation of the physical world through song. And uh, I just the flame imperishable. The flame imperishable is mentioned during that section of the book because mm-hmm. the flame imperishable is basically the source of life, right? Sentient yeah. life. And uh, Melkor was always trying to steal it and wield it himself. Yeah, and that's that's what Ilavatar uses to create sentience, essentially. Elves and men, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and then dwarves as well. He uses yeah to, dwarves yeah. and uh, the Ainur. I su- yeah. I would I would, I would assume, assume. Would assume yeah. They don't they don't explicitly say that the flame imperishable is used with the Ainur, but I'm pretty you'd sure assume. that you'd yeah. assume. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's it's like the uh it's like Asimov's positronic brain. It's the center of sentience. Well, that's uh I always I always associate personally I associate sentience with like brain function and thought whereas I guess personally I would associate the flame imperishable with more of a soul, a sent like a spiritual sentience, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. I didn't mean like literally a, a single brain. Okay, sure, sure, sure. I'm I meant like it was the key to sentience in that universe. Yeah. All right, from Mark. This one seems kind of silly, but would Tom Bombadil say, "I'm doing a poo, a shit, a dump, a number two, something else"? Tom Bombadil. What rhymes? What rhymes? There's got to be something that rhymes. So he's a candid-ass motherfucker. Tom yeah. Bombadil don't give a shit, but I think he also lo- would love to rhyme. So I think he'd say... I think he'd, he'd say I'm taking a poo-poo, pom, Tom Bombadil. He would take a... A swoop to do Tom poo-poo-doo. I'm taking a poo and loo. Poo-poo-padillo, Tom Bombadil. His eyes are blue and his boots are yellow. Taking a shit down in the by the horny willow. Right? <laughs> yeah, he would. Uh, he would have a song. That's all we know. Yeah, he probably he, he'd at least have, have a, song, a song, but he wouldn't use any particular word referencing the uh, excrement. Well, he would speak some kind of gibberish that rhymes. Yeah. Oh, so he did maybe invent his own word. Oh yes. Mm. I could definitely. I think he would probably use the word poo. Of some I would kind. say poo. That's an easy word to rhyme. Tom yeah. Snoopadil, maybe. Tom Snoopadil, the poop poop poopadil, making his own words poop-a-dil, when poop-a-dil. he wants. I'd say uh, he uses poo poo. So Ardent Viper asks, who is arguably the most poorly written character in Middle Earth? The most poorly written character in Middle Earth. I well, would, it's got it's got to be Tom Bombadil. I was literally gonna say it's, it's got to be, be Tom, Bombadil. Tom Bombadil. Just because, well. I don't want to say poorly. Has, he, I don't want to say he's poorly written, but he has. It makes no sense. He has like, no place. Really, he has no place whatsoever in the story. Yeah. If there were a character that is in the story that I would have to say was poorly written, I would have to say Tom, Tom Bombadil be. because yeah. he just does not fit Doesn't that make narrative sense. very well. Yeah. And like even in the Council of Elrond, he had to work in some dialogue to just explicitly just explain, say, yeah, "You're his... probably thinking about this weird ass Tom Bombadil." Tom Bombadil guy I mentioned earlier. We yeah, got no, he's covered. not a viable option just because I don't know. He doesn't fucking care. That's why. Yeah, <laughs> it's like exactly. I would have to say. Yeah, I would agree. Tom Bombadil. So the next question from Mark: the choices of Elrond and Elros. Which would you choose? Immortality or the gift of death? Uh, I would go Dunedain. I'd go immortality. Ooh. Ooh, we're, we're, we're divisive. Okay, I thought that was going to be unanimous immortality. Let's, let's, let's get a why. I don't want to live forever. How you could you turn me? down that though? Like I don't want to live forever. That's like infinite knowledge, bro. I'm 30 and I'm like over it already. Like <laughs> let's let's be honest. Like I, I don't want to live. So perhaps forever. this stems from my own personal fear of death. 
Yeah. I have a I have a, an issue with death and just comprehending death and uh, reflecting on what You'd rather put it mean. off. It's pretty yeah, natural, I'd, I'd say. I'd rather put Until it off. Until the moment he's slain in some battle. Sure, or just done with the world because of a broken heart, you yeah, know. Just, uh, I mean, I guess I'd rather deal with it right at the end. At least then you don't have to think about it for no, long. I, I mean, feel like elves cool also thing? tend to wield a magic sort of magic power that a lot of men, even Dunedain, might not get. But, like, the thing is, the Dunedain, they don't get sick. They live for, like, a long-ass time. It's true, but not as long as elves. And I get to live yeah, in Amon. Who, who you, wouldn't, you wouldn't get to live in Amon. I would live in Numenor. It's almost just as cool. For a limited amount of time, bro. No. no. <laughs> Numenor lasted for many generations. It was stable for many generations. Sure. All right? It was Compared stable to- for many <laughs> generations. There's just a deadline on it. <laughs> all right. All right. So, Ardent Viper then asks... What's your top three fantasy series slash authors, excluding Tolkien, and why? Do they say fantasy in general? Just, yeah, fantasy was the only word used there, so. A lot of the other stuff I read is more science fiction than fantasy. I think Joel's the same. Well, let's, uh, okay, all right, then get as close as you can, with a couple at least. Uh, The Dark Tower. Why? Why? Yeah, why the Dark Tower? Because it's an unexplicable universe that is like it's hard to even explain that would be stephen king right yeah stephen king yeah it's fa- is it fantasy mysterious? yes is it sci-fi yes is it horror yes is it non-fiction maybe maybe <laughs> you never know is it non-fiction <laughs> maybe. perhaps is this <laughs> based on a true story <laughs> like, um, yeah uh, dark tower and then um i i really like asimov's robot series too mm. that's sci-fi but if uh fantasy i really like the percy jackson books i never finished them but uh the like first three that I read, I really, really enjoyed. What about you, Joel? What do you got? Fantasy. I suppose the only other fantasy I've really delved into was George Martin. So I, I definitely enjoyed a lot of, you know, George. I, I read through hit the uh, Game of Thrones, the Song of Ice and Fire series. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a horny ass, creepy old dude, but I, I definitely enjoyed the overarching story and narrative. Oh. Uh, but as far as I've got to definitely branch fantasy into sci-fi a little bit and i'd have to say asimov and frank herbert i definitely say frank herbert's a little further into the fantasy as i mean he's definitely deep into the sci-fi but it's a little more sci-fi fantasy than probably asimov is all right solid answers i also am a big fan of harry potter oh there you go Uh, there you go jk rowling yeah I mean, not a big fan of J.K. Rowling. A lot of days, people have their own opinions about J.K. <laughs> Rowling nowadays. Yeah, like the story. <laughs> the work is good. Mm. Yeah, we'll move on. All right. So Mark asks, "What did the crew get up to on the way to the Undying Lands? How long would it have taken?" Oh, oh you know what they did? I totally know what they did. They played liars dice the whole time. <laughs> I hate liars dice. I know Joel hates liars dice so Didn't much. Didn't you have like a set of liars dice no. just sitting around? I did. I used to carry uh, them around. Okay, yeah, yeah that's who it yeah. was. Liars dice is pointless because because <laughs> Joel can never win. No, no, it's because you're making bets on whether or not the other person knows what the dice are, but nobody knows what the dice are. Yeah, that's just, a, it's a game of chance. It's uh, but you just never win. Uh, like what are you bluffing nobody knows anything so how are you bluffing it's uh bluffing what you think you know but you too complicated for joel i guess my prescience 
isn't up to par for this but game. But I guess, yeah, I said Liar's Dice because I, I imagine they, I hope they played a game that made them all fight. Like oh, when they say the other. gang on the uh, on their way to the Undying Lands, I'm assuming they mean the boat with like Frodo, Bilbo, Gandalf, Elrond, Galadriel. The crew. Okay. Because yeah. I also imagine what would the boat be like with Sam and uh, Kyrdan. Kyrdan. Mm-hmm. I just talk about rope the whole time. In the Undying Lands, you live forever, I'm assuming. Hence the yeah, name. it's sort of like Heaven on Earth. No, it's kinda you like, don't live forever. It's like the Garden of Eden. But you don't live forever. You'll die eventually if just, you're mortal. Just extended life then? No, you don't really get extended life either. I mean, other than that, you're getting better health care probably. <laughs> so it's a nice, peaceful place. All right. But yeah, you don't... Um, that's uh, That may or may not be in one of our heresy episodes, that if you go to the Undying Lands, you don't die. There you go. Yeah. Well, if you're saying that they got us, our Farazon tried to do that. It doesn't work. Ah, I see your point. I see your point. If you just go to the Undying Lands, you don't become immortal. See, see, even I, if you're invited there. I, I was thinking about getting real morbid with it because if they did live forever, maybe the last thing they'd want to do before they became immortal was experience pain. And so, ah. what would you do on the boat ride over? <laughs> you know, yeah, just play oh, like, before you live with immortality, how do you're gonna play with your own mortality? Mm-hmm. They probably play a lot of like Russian roulette and shit before oh, they're be co- totally immortal. That'd be cool. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be cool. That'd be cool. One of us isn't gonna make it all the way over. <laughs> Just for kicks. Yeah. So, okay. You didn't answer, though. How long would it take? Would they just be playing Liar's Dice for oh, months? Oh, to get there? Oh, I um, don't know. I have no idea how long I don't long know how long it takes. I imagine it's, it takes like a, a week or two. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, so, like, is it known? I don't... Th- it is not known how long that sale would take. It might have been known back in, like, the first stage. In the first stage, yeah, for sure. But, or uh, when did the world become round? That was the... Uh, Second, um, second end of the second age? No, that was the middle, middle of, of the, the second, second age. age yeah. It was the fall of Numenor when the world became yep. round. So that's when all of a sudden that physical distance would have changed. You would have had to find the somewhat mysterious, magical, quote-unquote... The straight road. Straight road or the straight path, whatever they call it, to get to the Undying Lands. Yeah, and who the know. fuck knows how long that would take? Who knows how long it takes? Because then you'd also have to, after you get, you, after you take the straight road, well, the waters along the shores of the Undying Land are those, what, shadowy seas or whatever. They're like enchanted, so you can't yeah. find your way. They're mm-hmm. like turbulent. There's like islands all over the place. So like, yeah. who knows how long it would take to navigate all that shit. So it could take a long time. <clears throat> yeah, maybe. depending yes. on your uh, sailing abilities, who the fuck knows? All right, guys. So we're going to get into crunch mode now. Crunch. Crunch mode. So we get a few questions, and then we have our final round. Oh, I'm excited which for will, final which, round. Which, which will be fun. Right on. So last question from Ardent Viper. Do you think Brandon Sanderson, who finished the Wheel of Time series, would have been chosen to finish the Lord of the Rings sequel that Tolkien started and abandoned, or would you pick a different author to do that? So I'm not familiar enough with his work to say, although I know that some people really like Brandon Sanderson. Yeah, there's like a... I haven't read Wheel of Time either, but I heard it's the shit. If there were anyone who were to take up the mantle and continue and finish out that story, because I I would personally love for that Mm -hmm. story to be fleshed out, the little bits and pieces that Tolkien gave us of that story are really cool. There's like a dark cult and things. Yeah. Um, If there were anyone to do it, I'd love for it to be a a prominently known, well-appreciated writer like him. Yeah, I but I can't. I can't say that I know his work well enough to say whether or not he'd be a great fit. I disagree. I think the only person I'd be satisfied doing it is me. You? Yeah. Danny J. It's got to be me. Wow. Yep. Okay. Now, would that just be for your satisfaction, or? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, That's yeah, what I okay. thought. One hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yep. I suppose how to how better to satisfy yourself than to write it yourself? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Exactly. 
Fair enough. Whose fault is it if you fuck it up? Yours. Touche. So this next question goes back to the Undying Lands. This is an, another one from Mark. Uh, Old Bombadil and Goldberry didn't have kids, or did they? If they didn't go to the Undying Lands, are they still around? So I like to think that Tom Bombadil and Goldberry are sort of creatures of the land of Middle Earth. I feel like they probably wouldn't go to Amon just because they like no, they are like part of yeah, Middle Earth. Yeah, they're part of Middle Earth. They're there for forever, for the long haul. Especially after that line in the Council of Elrond where they say, what is it, Tom Bombadil wouldn't be able to hold off Sauron unless that power were within the earth itself? Yes, he says if in, unless it's in lines. the very earth itself to resist his power. Which means like to that. imply that Tom Bombadil is somehow some is extension of the, earth, yeah. of the earth or Mother Nature or something mm-hmm. like that. So Agreed. I feel like they probably wouldn't go to Amon because that's like a pretty unnatural place to them. That's like where the Valar live. Right. The, the Valar built up Valinor, aka Oh yeah, and Amon. then the Eldar after. And yeah. the Eldar after. So that's a pretty change it's not supernatural it's pretty unnatural in fact mm-hmm. so i i, I would I'd like, like where it's untamed and natural yeah i think they'd love Which is why they live in the fucking old forest right yeah yeah untamed and wild yeah all right and last question from mark kind of a long one bear with me yeah so jro tolkien wrote to christopher a story must be told or there will be no story yet it is the untold stories that are most moving in the Book of Lost Tales, part one. So, which story do you linger on and wonder what happened next and dwell on that untold story which moves you? Mm, that's an amazing question. That's a really good question. I would have to say the untold story that moves me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to what I was talking about earlier, is with Maglor and the two boys and their their relationship and their, their love that grew therein and uh, what maybe, you know, what maybe things Maglor taught Elrond and Elros. Stuff like yeah, that. I think there's enough implied and yet untold there. Yeah. Because obviously Elrond becomes like the best lore master like of all time. So like he obviously learned from somebody. It was probably fucking Maglor. He probably taught him how to play a, a mean lute or flute or something. Remember Maglor was like the Yeah, best that's right. Musician? He was one of the best musicians right after um um Dayron of Dairon uh, of uh Doriath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so just because, especially since he brought up the unfinished tales, I'm gonna have to say the story of the story of Tuor. That's part of one of the unfinished tales. In fact, I think it's one of the first ones in the book. But it's a, it's honestly one of my favorite of the unfinished tales to read. It's absolutely gorgeous, and it just feels so. It just feels so complete up until the point when it ends. Like it just feels so well written and well thought out. Like this was certainly a tale that he was trying to flesh out and finish. That's uh, when Tour is like following the spring water, right? Yep. Yeah. So yeah. after he makes it through the gate of the Noldor, mm-hmm. he exits Dorthonian and he's walking along the Rainbow Cleft. There's a lot of beautiful descriptions. He meets uh, his elven guider friend. Her own way. Her right? own way. Yeah. And then they get all the way to Gondolin, and as soon as they encounter the Gondolindrum guards, that's where the story cuts off. And Oh, I man, would, he was about to be possessed by Ulmo and stuff, remember? He had already seen Ulmo at this point. No, but remember, he speaks with Ulmo's voice. Oh, that's right. Yes, he goes yeah. and he speaks with Ulmo's voice in front of the king. In front of Turgon, yeah. So, yeah, so it could the story cuts off, the explicit story, I should say, cuts off 
uh, when he gets to the guards. You can get the gist of the story throughout the Silmarillion. The story is com- more or less complete, mm-hmm. but the fleshed out version of that story is incomplete. It stops when Tuor gets Just sucks. to the guards yeah. <laughs> of the Gondolin. And uh, it's at that point where it's about to get to that fucking crescendo. We're They're about like to about get to, to Gondolin. Yeah. We're about to meet Turgon. This is everything that his journey has led up to, and the explicit story just stops there. They don't. They don't get to meet Ecthelion, <clears throat> right? Uh, not explicitly, I don't think. No, bullshit. Yeah. So I would love to see that story fleshed out completely. Yeah. Do you feel like it would have the same impact on you if it was though? I would. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I would just love to get more details. Essentially, I'd also like to know more about Aragorn's childhood. Oh, there you go. Like uh, his. Because uh, when did he? He came to Rivendell when he was like two, right? He was very young. And he, was he a lived child. there until he was twenty-one. Mm-hmm. Like, what happened in those years? What what kind of things was he taught? How was his relationship with Elrond? Stuff like that. How would you feel back to like way earlier? Pretty basically the first question. If the Amazon series, I thought they were gonna do a young Aragorn anime uh, uh, series, and I thought that would have been cool because like. Aragorn's 87 years old during the Lord of the Rings. He like gets up to a bunch of wild shit beforehand that they could totally go through. It it sounds like you're saying that that information doesn't exist, though. Aragorn's youth, right? Oh, not really. No, like what he was up to while he was in Rivendell. So yeah. So do you? Would you be okay with Amazon getting people to write that? Sure, as long as it like fit the you know the story and stuff yeah it would just be it would be hard to get aragorn included in that series especially considering he's born in the third age yeah and the series is in the second age so likely they probably won't touch on aragorn at all but maybe they'll yeah. touch on his uh no, earlier I just thought, like heirs. way early on they like when <clears> they <throat> announced it i thought it was supposed to be a young aragorn series yeah maybe they'll get into his uh his ancestors. His lineage. Maybe they'll touch on the, the line of Isildur. All right, guys. This is the last bit. All right. So me me and a bunch of uh, your community people decided that it would be fun to do a FMK, Fuck, Mary Kill. Mm. And I have... <laughs> I classic, have classic game. I have a lot of them. So we'll get through as many as we possibly can. All right. All right. Uh, I think maybe I'll give you guys a minute <laughs> collectively for each one. So... Mm. Yeah. Or just, you know, give a quick why. So fuck Mary Kill. The first one we got. Radagast. Are we hold on, are we trading oh. off these? Or are we both answering? Do you guys want to both answer? Is there enough where we can trade off? There are eighteen of them. Let's, Let's trade, trade off. off. Yeah. Yeah. Let's okay. start with uh, Danny, you want to take the first one? Okay. Yeah. All right. So Danny, fuck Mary Kill. Radagast, Shelob, and Treebeard. I'd fuck Shelob. Because just for the, the You're memes, a disgusting just for the man. memes, right? You're disgusting. Just man. for the fucking memes. I, I would also. <laughs> He's a, I'm like, Sh- Trevor had a look of like approval on his face when I said that. <laughs> he was just like, yes. So I'd fuck Shelob. Um, I guess I'd marry Radagast. And I'd kill Treebeard because he talks too much. What the fuck, bro? Treebeard talks way too much, dude. I was gonna say fuck Radagast. Marry Treebeard because he's a long, stable relationship and kill Shelob. Holy shit. No, I got to so see backwards. what that sp- spider shit is like. Uh, yeah, she could take multiple forms. I mean, according to Shadow of War, the Lord it's of the Rings true, games. Yeah, so they, 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 they play her as a Meyer, yeah. Yeah. She's infinitely hungry. She, you know, gobble, uh, gobble your balls. I would let her consume gross. me all day and then wrap me up in those webs afterwards. Gross. Let's go. Gobble on them balls. That's you guys disgusting. are disgusting. <laughs> Yeah. All right, Joel. Fuck Mary, kill Galadriel, mm. Arwen, mm. Luthien. Oh shit! I have to kill one of them. Uh, 
Kill well, Arwen. Only one of mine was a chick and it was a spider. Kill Arwen. <laughs> uh, probably Kill Arwen, fuck Galadriel, and marry Luthien just because it would feel disrespectful. You killed Arwen? Is that what you yeah. Said? <laughs> it's hard to say kill any of them. Yeah. But I'd have to marry the one I have the most respect for, which is probably uh, Luthien. Yeah. All right. Danny, fuck, marry, kill. Aomer, Aragorn, Prince Imrahil. Oh. Oh. I would fuck Imrahil. Nice choice. Tall, dark, and handsome. Mm. Down from the Fallas, you know what I mean? And then uh, marry Aragorn because he's just so dreamy. Mm. And then uh, I'd kill Aomer just because if you honestly could kill Aomer, you'd win renowned because he's a badass. Yeah, it'd probably be a, I'd be a pretty a hero crazy or fight. something. Yeah, sounds like the kill's not really a, a bad thing at this point. No, and be he, an arousing and, fight. And he, as long as I killed him in battle, he'd be fine with that because that's how they like to die. They're warriors. Yeah. All right, Joel. Fuck, Mary, kill. Kirdan, Celebrimbor, and Caranthir. Kirdan, Celebrimbor, Caranthir. I'd kill Caranthir the Dark. Uh, probably fuck Celebrimbor. And uh, because he's definitely got some fucking talents. He's good with his hands, hands, too. Yeah. 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 And I'd definitely marry Kirdan because I would would love the stories. Yeah. The stories. I'd definitely want to spend the most time with Kirdan. And that beard. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. All right, Danny. Yep. Fuck, marry, kill. Glorfindel, Legolas, Thranduil. Okay. I'd kill Thranduil. (laughs) Fuck Legolas and marry Glorfindel. Easy. Easy clap. Easy clap? Yeah. All right. Joel, fuck, Mary, kill. Pippin, Bilbo, <gasps> Sam. Oh, that's hard. Because, oh, I really love all three of those characters. Um, <clears throat> Fuck one of them. Who fuck, is it? Fuck, fuck <laughs> Pippin. I definitely fuck Pippin because he is the... Because uh, he's the youngest? You're he's, gross. He's got a lot of energy, man. I feel he's, like Because he, he's a child. What? <laughs> <laughs> He's a teenager. Well, he's just a very funny, energetic character. I was just you know? waiting for you to say that. I think teenager. maybe we should assume they are all adults at this point for legal reasons. <laughs> I would marry Bilbo because of his adventures and his stories, and I would kill... Uh, who's the third? Sam. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> You're killing Sam. Wait, hold on. Sam. Uh, oh, my why God. Why would I kill Sam? Uh, you gonna make a choice? Okay, I'll kill Bilbo and marry Sam because uh, I don't know. Bilbo gets pretty lustful with the ring towards the end of his stint with it. I guess he does give it up on his own accord, which is something that most ring bearers cannot say. But Sam does. Sam does as well. Uh, so I'm gonna say marry Sam, kill Bilbo. Kill Bilbo. Shit. Jesus Christ, that one's mean. Rough. All right, Danny. Fuck, Mary, kill Gandalf the Gray, <laughs> Saruman the Wise, and Radagast the Brown. I'd kill Radagast. Fuck Saruman because Christopher Lee. Who wouldn't? <laughs> and then uh, marry Gandalf the Gray. I feel like that was a very easy. He's a good smoking partner. Mm. Mm-hmm. Gotta get somebody that smokes long term. He loves the long bottom leaf. Mm-hmm. Joel, I saved this one for you. Okay. Okay. So fuck, Mary, kill Aragorn. Ooh. Legolas, mm. Thorin Oakenshield. Oh, kill Legolas, fuck Thorin Oakenshield, because that guy would be a hell of a lay, <laughs> and uh, probably what marry, a man. probably marry Aragorn, because not only would he be, you always got to marry Aragorn. He's a manly lay, but I could see myself spending some long-term time with Aragorn. Yeah, yeah. All right, Danny. Yep. Sam, Mary, and Pippin. Fuck Mary, kill Sam, Mary, Pippin. Kill Pippin. Fuck Mary, Mary, Sam. Easy clap. All right. Easy peasy. All right, Joel. Fuck, Mary, kill. 
Smeagol, <clears throat> Gollum, oh, and the One Ring. <gasps> well, I'd have to marry the One Ring because I feel like I'd be too seduced by it to give any other choice, and so I'd probably fuck Gollum because he's, you know, that's dirty, that's fun. <laughs> that's dirty and, <laughs> that's dirty and fun, okay. We all know and Joel's the kills, fantasy. Kill Smeagol. Kill Smeagol, the only innocent one, huh? The only innocent But yeah. Joel, <laughs> why wouldn't you fuck the one ring? It can resize itself. Yeah. That's a valid point. Uh, I don't know. The concept but then again, of a cock what's, ring what's, is... So uh, the advantage of it resizing itself is also the disadvantage is that it resizes itself. <laughs> That's so fair. when it does, it best be in the right place. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> why are you such a tease, one ring? <laughs> All right. Danny. Yeah. Arwen. Tauriel and Eowyn. Hmm. Um, I'd kill Tauriel because she's not real. Fair enough. What do you mean not real? Touche. Not a real character. Oh, okay. It's, from the it's a movie character explicitly. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. So Solely like created for the, for the movie. Eowyn and who? Uh, Eowyn and Arwen. <sighs> I'd fuck Arwen just because I'd want to be Eskimo brothers with Aragorn. And then <laughs> I would marry Eowyn for sure. All right. Joel. Mm. Fuck, marry, kill. Okay. You've got Ulmo, mm-hmm. Aule, mm. and Tulkas. Fuck Tulkas for sure. That guy would. Oh yeah. Yeah, that guy's got the energy. He's got the stamina. He's got the stamina. Um, and the other two were, I'm sorry, Aule and Ulmo. Aule and Ulmo. I feel like Ulmo's always got the backs of humans. So I'd probably marry Ulmo and kill Aule, which makes me sad because Aule is probably my favorite Valar, but. The situation. The situation I'm in. There it is. Danny. Yep. Fuck Mary Kill. Thorondor and oh. Caligon the Black. Oh. And Shadowfax. I love this. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> that look on my face I just had was me imagining me fucking Shadowfax. <laughs> uh yeah. No, I'd fuck Shadowfax because wow, what a creature. Um, I'd marry Thorondor because we could fly through the sky all day and it'd be romantic. Cute. Mm. And then, uh, and Kelly in the black, yeah, kill him. Fuck that dude. <laughs> Where's A. Rindle at? Kill his ass. All right, Joel, you get to fuck, Mary kill Denethor, oh, father of Boromir, Saruman, and the mouth of Sauron. Oh. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry, one more time for me. I, I got to hear these choices again. It was... You get Denethor, uh-huh. father of Boromir, uh-huh. Saruman. In the mouth of Sauron. Denethor, Saruman, and the mouth of Sauron. So before you answer this question, I want to remind you of two things. <laughs> I want to remind you of Denethor eating those mush- those potatoes, oh, tomatoes. Okay. And then I want to remind you of my master, Sauron the Great, <laughs> bids thee welcome. <laughs> I want to remind you of those two things. So I gotta fuck the mouth of Sauron. Okay, uh, I gotta see what that uh, mouth is about. And <laughs> the <laughs> between Denethor and Saruman, right? Or was it Sauron? Saruman. 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 Yep. Uh, probably, uh, probably kill Denethor because he's a whiny bitch, and uh, uh, probably spend my time out with Sauron. He's got some interest. Well, in the Sar- Saruman, Saruman, excuse me, Denethor. If you just let him be, he'll just kill himself anyway. So That's he might true. As well yeah, just kill yep. him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just get it over with. All right, all right. We're in our last four. So, Danny, fuck Mary, kill. You get Sauron, Morgoth, and Gandalf. Mary Gandalf, fuck Melkor. Mm. Kill Sauron. Mm-hmm. 
Good choice. Melkor, he who arises in might. What do you think that guy is? Melkor and Morgoth are the same person, right? He who arises. He who arises in might. might. Oh, yeah. Mm. Ooh, baby. I get a little bit of that might. Look at him arise in might. (laughs) All right, Joel, you get to fuck, marry, kill Rosie Cotton. Oh. Goldberry. Oh. Tom Bombadil. Oh. He only gets. How come his are only women sometimes? You got one that was two. (laughs) Rosie Cotton, Tom Bombadil, and Goldberry. Well, I feel like Tom Bombadil and Goldberry kind of trump Rosie Cotton. No offense, Rosie Cotton. So I'll have to kill Rosie Cotton. Poor innocent Rosie. And uh, between Bombadil and uh, Goldberry, I'd probably fuck Bombadil because he seems like he's got a lot of good energy. His eyes are blue and his boots are yellow. A lot of skipping around and rhymes and shit. Good with his mouth. Uh, Good with his mouth. (laughs) God damn it. God damn it. I'll marry Goldberry. She seems like a wonderful, pleasant person to spend time with. You can cook too. Yeah. That's what they say. All right, Danny. Last one. Fuck, Mary kill, Feanor, Huan, and oh. Manway. Oh, that's a good threesome. I'd, uh, one of them's a dog, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so either you're going to be a dog yeah, murderer. Gonna fuck a dog or, or kill a dog or marry a dog. <laughs> yeah. These are your choices, man. <laughs> Life has dealt you this hand. What are the other two again? I'll just talk up on Huan. <laughs> uh, Feanor and Manway. Feanor and Manway. So... I'd fuck Feanor. Good choice. Kill Manway because he's worthless. Uh, marry uh, Huan. Solid choice. Marry Honestly, I don't think I would have done any different. <laughs> I would have done exactly the same. All right, Joel, this is the last one for you. Fuck, marry, kill. Quick beam? Oogluk? Oogluk. <laughs> and teleporno. <laughs> teleporno. Somebody pulled that one out. That's funny. Who's Teleporno? Teleporno is Celeborn's old name before Tolkien changed it. Like Kelegorman Kurfin? No, Celeborn. Celeborn. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Teleporno. <laughs> One more time. Teleporno and... Quick, quick Beam <laughs> and Oogluk. And Oogluk. Oogluk? Yeah. Um, you gotta fuck that Oogluk. You know, you need to get that orc Yeah, shit. I don't... I feel like Quick Beam, w- even though he's the hasty of, of Ents, that's a pretty low bar, so I feel like he wouldn't be a good lay... And I I would really want to marry. I'm sorry, but the options were Quick Beam, Oogluk, and Teleporno. Teleporno. Okay, you gotta marry Teleporno. Tele- Do I have to marry Teleporno? I'm trying to decide whether to fuck Teleporno or marry Teleporno. I would marry Teleporno. I'd fuck Oogluk and kill Quick Beam. I'm sorry, Quick Beam. Why? You're not gonna kill the orc. You're gonna fuck the orc. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, fucking yeah. weird. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, orc or ent, orcs, I orcs guess. are literally guess characters. Orcs are literally characters that are made to be murdered. Filthy. Filthy. I mean, hey, maybe that's part of the you know role play. Hey, don't kink shame, dude. All right. All don't, right. Kink, don't kink shame. Dude. I suppose. I'm sorry. Apologize. We can't do that anymore. All right, fellas. That's the end of the list. We got through them all. Hey. Another <laughs> holiday <laughs> season success. Yeah, yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Hopefully, uh, you laughed when we answered your questions. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. We I can confidently tell you that we enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, that, that was, was very fun. That was a lot of fun. I the speed round at the end was really fucking fun. I, yeah, I definitely loved the <laughs> fuck Mary kill. Fuck Mary kill. Classic <laughs> game. Classic. Classic. Well, friends, thank you for tuning in with us and spending some of your holiday season with us. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, we'll be we'll be coming back to you soon, like we mentioned prior. We've got a whole new season coming up, season five. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, we just like to take this time to thank our Patreon uh, subscribers again. Yes, thank you, patrons who made this all possible. Thank them. Um, and we'd like to say follow us on all the social media stuff, right? Follow us on all social medias. We're on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Discord. You can find us on Gmail as well. Yeah. Keep on Tolkien Podcast at any of those locations. Yeah, hit us up, guys. Um, well, there is a point of clarification I'd like to make. Oh, yeah. Um, so in our uh, recent status update for the podcast that we came out with recently, we did mention that we were we had some upcoming episodes in Season 5. A little, little tease, we've got some Denethor character profiles and Witch King profiles, but another thing we teased was our next trilogy of episodes, which is the Doom trilogy. Some of you uh, may be thinking of the recent Frank Herbert franchise of Dune, D-U-N-E, no. But that's not what we're talking that about. That is not what we're referencing. We are Doom. D-O-O-M. Doom. We're actually talking about the video game. Doom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, referencing uh, Tolkien's, <laughs> Tolkien's version of the word Doom. Yeah, D-O-O-M. He, which heard, is destiny or... Uh, I heard Tolkien had some crazy mods on his Doom. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, he, he had some fucking crazy weapons. He was blowing through those <laughs> levels. Um, so let that stir. Yes. You guys, our Doom trilogy, Destiny. It's something we've been cooking up for a long time. And we're very excited about it. So tune in soon for 2022 for season five of Keep on Tolkien Cop. Keep, 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 keep on Tolkien Keep on Tolkien. Podcast. And yeah, let's also uh, have a round of thanks for uh, Trevor, our host slash questionnaire today thank you for coming trevor thank you Thanks. thank you for letting me do this this was a ton of fun yeah we, <laughs> we love having you back yeah and thank you for curating all the questions too i know that oh was, yes that was fun your was discord community is great and anybody who's not a part of it needs to join it these yes. guys all rock there yes. you go join the discord community thank you come hang out with us come hang out all right guys that's all we pretty much have for you today i'm danny J, and i'm joel n i'm trevor d and together we are Keep, Keep on, on talking. Aure and Tuluva.